Welcome to The Follow-Up, a podcast by Coram Deo Church. In this podcast, we break down the truths of Sunday and make them applicable for your everyday life. Welcome to The Follow-Up, everyone. My name is Billy Glosson, and with me, Deacon of Coram Deo Music, Michael Tooley. Hello. So last week, I was flying solo because Michael started his brand new job. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, so you're, you're editing, shooting, doing all kinds of fun stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, truly a dream. Uh, very, very fa- thankful. Gift of God, for sure. Yeah. This feels weird without headphones. Doesn't it? A little I bit. Told, I told him last week, I said, hey, I filmed it without headphones last week. And so it's like we, we're so used to just hearing ourselves. But I feel like this may, you know, make a little bit more natural conversation. Plus, people, you know, who are watching don't have to look at us like kind of behind a bunch of wires and stuff. So that was the hope and the idea. People want to see your ears. <laughs> they want to see your ears, you know. When they're watching you, they want to see them. <laughs> All right. Well, we, again, have been continuing to march forward in the Psalms of Ascent, and it has been, man, a delight and a joy just to continue through this. This past week was a really, um, man, different kind of psalm, but I really enjoyed it, just spending time in it last week and uh, walking through it on Sunday. So um, we talked a lot about blessing, living your uh, blessed life now, uh, so to speak. So uh, let's go ahead and look at Psalm 128, starting in verse 1. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. So we looked at this idea that anyone can get on in this blessing um, and that it starts with the fear of the Lord. Um, so we, we, we said it starts with blessed fear, and then it moves from that to seeing what's then the fruit of that blessing. And then finally we land in verses 5 and 6 with the source of that blessing um, being from the Lord, um, from Zion, which now we see is uh, in the church because of Christ. So... Michael, when I went through this, I knew that this was going to be a little different, right? Because we're talking about the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is not necessarily a popular topic. Yeah, I mean, many people probably have, like, left the church because of the way this topic has been broached in the past. Yeah. It's definitely a unique and yet, at the same time, foundational concept theological understanding. I love the way Michael Reeves said it. It's a theological guard dog for the way that we understand how we interact with the Lord. So when we talk about the fear of the Lord, what comes to your mind? Like, what do you think, what is the fear of the Lord? Um, when I was younger, my dad tried to, to teach me uh, about the word reverence. And so it is kind of this, um, the fear of the Lord, it's kind of twofold. It is like what you think of when you think of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there is just this kind of awe behind it. And yeah. so I think it's like a more of a curious fear. And the idea that we were kind of talking about beforehand was if there is such a being that speaks things into existence yeah, you should be afraid of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, there should be a a a humility that exists, um, and so I think that's at least the very beginning of it. Yeah, so a lot of the Puritans would use this word, and I'm going to butcher it, but a, a, a filial. 
fear, uh, which filial is this word that means something that's due to like a, a parent to like a father. So it's it's a it's a in the same way like a child looks at their dad and sees like my, my son Samuel has seen me like lift stuff. There's a really funny video if you want to watch it of uh, of him trying to pull a tote on a Sunday morning. And for me, you know, I just go and like I can like one hand and pull it. And for him, he's pulling with every bit right. of his strength and it's super cute but it's not going anywhere right and and there's this kind of like that in a very 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 small microcosm is a little bit of the difference between when we look to our heavenly father who has immense power and is able to again speak the cosmos into existence and so it, it's really setting god in perspective it's this idea that nothing can be as wonderful nothing as significant nothing as amazing as the almighty um i said on sunday it's standing and beholding the vastness of the universe. It's looking at the complexity of something as small as an atom. It's looking at the beauty of your children, seeing them laugh and asking the question, who can make this, right? Yeah. When you said that on Sunday, um, I was reminded of, of being at the southernmost point of the U.S. That's in Hawaii. And it's this, as picturesque as you can possibly imagine, there's rocks, there's, you know, lava rocks. Um, and then the waves are just crashing. And it's just you know, 180 degree view of ocean and it's deep, deep blue. And the first time I went down there, um, I just stood there and wept Mm. and because it's so beautiful, it's, it's so magnificent. Um, but it's funny if you talk with my wife and I, like she is not a huge fan of water Mm. and like probably one of her top 10 fears is like drowning and you look at the ocean, if you can look at the ocean and not have a reaction of some sort of fear, I'm scared of you. <laughs> like You're a legit sailor. It is just such this massive body of water that like doesn't care about you. Yeah. And so that's what it made me think of is like a, a proper fear of God would be this sheer terror combined with this curious wonder of beauty and awe yeah it's this and you know it's funny is like you mentioned the ocean to this day like hannah won't go on a cruise with me because she's terrified of the ocean which bumps me out because i'm like man it'd be so much fun like we've had like some conversations about how it'd be like a really affordable vacation and she's like no no mostly because she was she's worried about being seasick but also because she's like i i don't i don't belong on the ocean did you pitch the idea that you could like do the Titanic thing. I mean, the- I should do that. That might sell it. Yeah. But there is something to the fact of when you're in these moments of like seeing something that's both simultaneously unbelievably beautiful and yet terrifyingly dangerous. Right. Yeah. So you were talking earlier about a passage from Matthew and just kind of understanding who God is and like the power that he has. Yeah. I think, you know, following that same line of logic of thinking about the ocean, thinking about all that. I think it culminates in Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 10. He says, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. And so, to me, it's just this idea of like, God is wholly and completely in control mm-hmm. and he's for us. Yeah. So this, the, the idea is like, 
it's almost this kind of resolute confidence that you are protected. That is what it means to fear the Lord yeah. as a believer, because yeah. now nothing else makes me f- afraid. Yeah. If God is the creator of the universe, if God, if there, if God is the most powerful being ever, nothing can precede him, right? Nothing, right. Can, nothing can stand against him. Then what else could we possibly be afraid of? Yeah. He is the one thing that truly is worthy of our fear. And yet he offers us welcome. And that's this kind of depth and beauty of the fear of the Lord. Actually, I, I'm going to share a quote from Michael Reeves because I think it's really good. He says, the fear of God serves as a strong biblical theme that that is a superb theological guard dog. It stops us from thinking that we are made for either passionless performance or a detached knowledge of abstract truths. It backs us into the acknowledgement that we are made to know God in such a way that our hearts tremble at his beauty and splendor and that we are remade at the deepest level. It shows us that entering the life of Christ involves a transformation of our very affections so that we begin actually to despise and not merely renounce the sins we once cherished and treasure the God we once abhorred. So what Reeves is talking about is that the fear of God, it it, it gets rid of this idea that that we have to have kind of just some kind of passionless, like we need to be people who go through the motions, do the right things, be good people, because that's what God wants. You know, if, if we're really truly afraid of him, then we've just got to do what he says so that he doesn't get mad at us. That's not what the fear of the Lord is at all. The fear of the Lord is you see him and you cherish him because you know there's nothing else. It's what we're saying. It's why we sang Graves to Gardens on Sunday, right? right? There's nothing better than God. There's nothing more worthy of our attention, yeah. our affection, and our praise. And so that then is what the psalmist says results in blessing. So he talks about the fruit of this blessing kind of working itself out both in our labor and in our families. So how does the fear of the Lord show up as a blessing in our lives? Yeah, I mean, the parallels between this psalm and last week uh, are pretty high because I had, you know, a little bit of the same questions when I look at this psalm. It's like, okay, well, if I don't, you know, if, if I'm a mom and a dad that don't have kids, does that mean we don't, we just didn't fear God enough? And I think it really helps to understand this as the song of Jesus mm-hmm. um, in light of like, Yeah, the church, when you look throughout history at every moment where the church should have like collapsed and failed, God made his bride fruitful. Mm. Um, And so you see that. And so for us, now it it takes away the futility of our day in and day out. It takes away this feeling of despair and replaces it now with like holy driven purpose mm. that says I, if God is the one I fear above everything, then I can have this very unique kind of confidence as I go about doing my work, yeah. as I go about interacting with my spouse, raising my kids, you yeah. know, like it's, it's very, uniquely from God. Yeah. I I said this on Sunday too, that like, uh, this is kind of our bread and butter, right? We talk about the name of the church is Coram Deo, that we want to live before the face of God, that everything we do, that the sum total of of who I am as a person is lived in his presence. So that means I'm not different people, right? I'm not Billy in the office and then Billy at home. Like the whole of who I am 
is always in God's presence. And so there's yeah. no reason to act like different people, but just be who I am and who God has made me to be and live for his glory. And, you know, this idea that when we truly fear the Lord and we have that right perspective, we don't have to do that. We don't have to yeah, go to this freedom. place. Yeah, it's freedom. Yeah. And it totally changes our perspective, right? When you punch a clock and you know that, yes, this is to pay the bills. Yes, this is to provide for my family. But also, and more importantly, I'm not working for all those things. I'm working for the glory of the Lord. Well, and it's this, this is like, you know, the pragmatist uh, would object to what I'm about to say. Um, But it's kind of this out of this world freedom that like, not in a jerkish kind of way, but you don't have to worry about getting fired. You know, not in kind of this arrogant way of like, yeah, just do whatever you want, but more I can do like, what I want. Cause God's got my back, but more of this, like, who's the one who provides, for who's you? the one that provides for me. If I lose my job tomorrow, like God is faithful and proven over and over again. And like, I fear him more than I fear like the loss of a job. Yeah. And so, I can trust that he's going to provide. Right. It makes me think of the song we sing on Sundays. He will hold me fast. Yeah. Right. So it, it's this kind of concept that we come back to over and over again. And, and it's, it's Romans, right? It's like, if, if God is for us, who could be against us? It's, it's a, a right perspective of when we trust and we walk in the fear of the Lord, it naturally produces blessings in our life. Right. It's not that again, you're going to get a Bentley and a Rolls Royce. That's not what this, this passage is talking about at all. It's not this subtle form of legalism. That's like, do the right things. And then God will abundantly right. give you life. It's that God gives you himself, the greatest treasure, the greatest joy, the most abundant and rich blessing, and he's yours forever. And it's something that you can't fake too, right? Because, you know, when I was younger, uh, there's one of the Psalms that says like, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll grant you the desires of your heart. And so I'm like, okay, that sounds like easy enough math. Like I'm (laughs) like, all right, God, all right, God, is this enough? Am I delighting in you enough? Like, all right, here's those dreams that I was talking about. Right. Um, but man, it's it's it really is looking at like God's word and communion with him and prayer. It really is this new perspective that these things are gifts and they are, yeah. you know, it, it's not a task. It's more of like food for the hungry. Yeah. It's something to, del- to delightedly like walk towards and when you do that, that's where you find joy and peace and freedom and all these comforts and things that we're talking about. It's it's not this equation where like, I'm going to do this so that I can get that. Mm. It's just the truth. Yeah. That's where those things exist. That's good. So we landed the plane on Sunday by saying that um, the source of all of this um, again, is this prayer that, that it would, it would, it says the Lord bless you from Zion. Again, God is the one who brings about these blessings as we walk in the fear of the Lord. And so we talked about this idea that he's bringing it from Zion and that, uh, for ancient Israel, Zion was Jerusalem, right? It was where the temple stood in all its glory. But for us, Zion is Christ and his church and that the church is where the fear of God is birthed. It's nurtured and where the ways of God are proclaimed and expounded. And so just this concept over and over again, that if we want to go to the source, we need to be again together in community in the church. And I land, I kind of landed it by talking about two things that I would encourage all of us to do. And it's the ordinary means of grace. It's that we would be in the word of God and that we would be a praying people that we wouldn't have one yeah. without the other. And, and just a confession, man. Um, 
So we use the CBR journal and uh, I just got into a routine lately where I'll wake up a little bit later. So instead of getting up at six, I'll get up at six 30, just mm. get those 30 extra sweet minutes of sleep. Those snooze naps. Yeah. You know, and, uh, then I'll get up and because I know that Samuel is impending, I will not do the journaling part. I'll just read. Well, if you're not gonna be able to focus on it, just, yeah, it's yeah, just like, well, I don't have time. So I'll just go ahead and just read numbers and then I'll read first Timothy and then just go on with my day and I'm not praying. And it's like, it's almost like the word of God is so powerful. It's so living, mm. but there's this like disconnect. And I, and I use the analogy, um, which isn't original to me, but it's, it's one that's been used a couple of times of a car battery, right? That right. you have two wires that you're hooking up. If you only hook up one wire, you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. But if you hook up both, you're going to actually be able to access the power of the engine. And so for me, it's like this constant understanding of like, hey, I can't just like feast on the word of God alone without actually communing with the Lord. And I think there's a lot of us who do that. Maybe, or maybe it's the other way around. Like we spend a lot of time in prayer, but we never actually open God's word to listen and hear from him. We need both. Yeah. And I think it's easy to, to fall into these kind of rhythms and habits of because of the blessing of, you know, technology and stuff is we can kind of like put our Bible in the same category as like Netflix or mm -hmm. podcasts where it's just like, all right, I got to consume that and then consume that and consume that. When God is like, Hey, come to the dinner table, mm -hmm. turn your phone off and let's eat. Yeah. And let's have a conversation and let's, let's abide. Yeah. So like, I mean, just, just the, <laughs> this is a confession. I just realized I was like, man, I can't remember the last time I read like cover to cover through the Bible. Cause I've been doing all these different reading plans over the, over the years. And so I was like, I should do a 30 day shred. You know, just like read through the whole thing in 30 days, which is like an hour a day. At is least. that like, uh, is that like Tybo? Is that like a, <laughs> no, I just saw some other folks doing it. And then I was like, well, 30 is a little intense, you know, but maybe 90 days. And again, it's like, that's where we can kind of get into this, this pattern. And maybe it's not that extreme for you. Maybe you're not a goober like me. Maybe more for you. It's that you've got to check the box each day. You got to read that. Like you got to take that 15 minutes. You got to do that thing. And then God will be happy with you again. That's not the goal. Yeah. The goal is delighting in the Lord. And it was just like a really humble reminder of like, what's more important is quality over quantity. Yeah. Well, and I th it's interesting too. It kind of made me smile earlier is like the last three weeks in a row, both of our application points, like I stole yours. So. I, yeah, I listened, yeah. But it really is, like when you said it on Sunday, God delights in, in ordinary means. That's so comforting mm -hmm. because in a lot of ways, there is, you know, for many of us, especially if you're a parent and you're like juggling all these things, um, having spiritual discipline is a big ask, you know, we're not trying to undermine that, but what the actual discipline is like what you're doing during that time is not a big ask. It's, it's a time to feed. It's a time to feast. And it really is life giving. There's so many things mm. that take from us. God is not one of them. Yeah. Like, and even when he, you know, even when we serve, he is blessing us yeah, and, and working in us. Even, in that, even yeah. when he says no to things that we're asking for, we think we're longing for, he's still giving life to us. Yeah. He's still blessing us. It's good. So, yeah, man, that's fantastic. Well, y'all, we want to encourage you again, just to delight in the Lord, man, be in the word, 
continue to pursue him, uh, continue to ask this question of what does it look like for me to fear the Lord? I said this on Sunday, but but make Psalm 86 verse 11 a prayer for you. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Well, as we do every week, we want to send you guys off with uh, some encouragement with a resource that you can check out. We'll put a link to this in the show notes, but there's an excellent, excellent, excellent book uh, on the fear of the Lord called Rejoice and Tremble uh, by Michael Reeves. Really great book. Fantastic resource on this. If you want to do a deeper dive into it, I think you will be blessed by that. But we're so grateful for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Thanks again for listening to the follow-up. To learn more about Coromdeo Church, you can check us out on our website, coromdeonc.com. You can also follow us on social media, at coromdeonc. To learn more about the life of the church, you can, again, just check out those two places. But also to check out more podcasts, you can find them anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. Thanks, y'all. Take care. Today's podcast was brought to you by Belle V Sparkling Water Passion Fruit Sugar <laughs> <laughs> Pure it def- Aqua. It definitely wasn't. See ya. <laughs>